God bless you. Um, please, you can welcome somebody. Just say hi. Okay. More, more than one person, just a few people. Praise God. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. Good morning. How are you? Praise the Lord. Good morning, my sister. How are you doing? <laughs> Amen. I'm sure the weather is not strange for you coming from. <laughs> Praise God, because Cal- Calgary is also is it Calgary? Yes, it's also a, a crazy place. It snows crazily, like the, as well. Praise God. I prefer the snow to extreme cold, so this is better than it being too cold. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Um, the only problem is clearing it after it has it has fallen. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. Father, we bless your holy name this morning. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Let's open our Bibles. Okay. Let's go to the book of Revelation. Thank you, Father. I'm not seeing the people hiding behind there. It's hard to see. Praise God. Hallelujah. Is it, is it possible to be around in this place? There's space here. There's... I'm so sorry, please. Amen. Or is there something particular about that place? That's, uh, you know the Holy Sister, they like sitting at the back. They don't, they don't sit. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. Please endure with us. Amen. 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 Our Father, we thank you. Thank you. Amen. It's the final time to, for the communication of your loves. This is the sharing of, of even love, your makahos, uh, for to love men. It's heaven loving, heaven loving, heavens, heaven loving, heaven, heavens loving. The flow of, this is a flow of love. This is heaven. This is even love from the throne. For love, love, love. For this is love. For by love, by love, love is my speech. Love is my speech. Love is my Love is my communication. Love is my, is my revelation. For the love of in my Father is what I bring to you. The love in, my, in the heart of my Father towards you, the feeling of my Father towards you, is what we bring to you. It's what we're delivering to you. We're to give you his love, to teach you his love, for, sh- for to show you his love and to bring you, to bring you fully into the, the abode and the dwelling of his love for for yeah, his love is a banner, his banner, even a banner over you, which is spreading over you. For this banner shall be spread fully, Amen. the banner of his covering, and even the banner of his name, which shall be spread fully over you. For yeah, as you hear him, as you hear us, and as we speak to you, so shall your soul be encompassed Amen. with the love environment. And even the blessing of love shall rest, shall rest even upon your soul, amen. For yeah, we shall make you even into lovers. For, for the time has come when men, some men of the earth will begin to love the Lord, their God, with all their heart, even with all their might, and even with all their strength. For yeah, this is the time of such loving. It is a time of a season of such loves to arise out of the earth, saith the Lord, and it shall be brought about by even much speaking, and even much sins, and even by much Revelation, see the Lord. Praise the Lord. Father, we thank you. We give all the glory to you. And Lord, we follow the way of the Spirit fully this morning. For, for in that cause, there is blessing. 
in that path there is blessing for you blessed by the spirit for every mo- movement and motion of the spirit it brings about a way to bless the soul so lord we will help us to stay on the path of blessing this morning so that we can all receive what you have to give us today thank you our father i give all the glory to your name this morning we worship you in jesus name we pray amen Amen. praise god hallelujah hallelujah um revelation chapter 12 Amen. Let's see verse verse 10. Praise the Lord. Revelation 12 verse 10. If you're there, say amen. 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 It says, And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven that now is come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ for the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused, accused them before our God day and night, and they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb, praise God, and by the word of their testimony, and, and they loved not their lives unto the death. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. So he says, Now is come salvation and strength. And the kingdom of our God and the, the power of his Christ. For, so that word, the kingdom of our God, means the dominion of our God and the power of his Christ. So there are two operations that has come now. That word now means at a, a, a particular time when those two things meet each other. Exactly. Praise God. Hallelujah. That at that time... Um, it's the season that will bring about the casting down, right, of the accuser of the brethren. Praise God. It's cast down, which, which caused them before, which caused, accused them before our God day and night. See, so this is saying that the coming. Now, whenever you hear about the coming of the kingdom, of the kingdom, whether that was the prayer of Jesus, how are you? <laughs> I'm so happy to see you. It's been a long time. Kai, I missed you so much. Hope you're, you're good. You're doing good, eh? Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Um, so in the book of Matthew, um, he spoke about the kingdom. The kingdom coming. Amen. Amen. So they said they should pray that way for... Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. He said, thy kingdom come. Amen. And thy, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Praise God. So the kingdom coming has to do with, when you hear the word coming, it has to do with the season of, of certain things. It for things being done. Amen. It's not talking about the, it's not talking about the seated um, position, the resting position of the kingdom where it is, because the kingdom is, is like that kingdom is um, the 
center of the, or the epicenter of the kingdom is the throne. That's where the dominion emanates from. Yes, and that throne, it speaks about it, um, uh, the spirit, through uh, David. In Psalm 103, he said that your throne is, is set in the heaven. Psalm 103. And because of that sitting of your throne, or your, your throne is prepared in, in the heavens, right? You have, and then your kingdom ruleth. Praise God. Your kingdom ruleth over all. So that throne and the kingdom coming has to do with things being done. Praise God. Thy kingdom come and then thy will be done on the earth. So the sign of the, what makes the kingdom come is the doing of things. Praise God. Or oh, that's the, the sign or the season of the operation of the kingdom coming is that certain things become, begin to be done on the earth as they are done in heaven. Amen. Now, but the, the, before the kingdom of our, of our God, that's what they spoke about here, coming, there is also the coming of the power of his Christ. Right, which is we saw that that is the season of strength, amen. amen. The season of this, the power of his Christ is the season of strength, amen. amen. And which is which precedes the season of salvation. Mm. He said, Now is come salvation and strength, the kingdom of our God, and then the power of his Christ. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, so this power of his Christ is what comes before the seat is an operation that comes before the seat every dominion has a power do you agree every dominion has what a power and before you encounter the dominion you must encounter the power of the dominion the power is what is actually what goes before the dominion is what the power is what opens up the gates of the dominion. Does that make sense? Yes, sir. So, so it's called in a kingdom or in a, in a sphere of dominion, you find that inside that sphere, everybody in that place has been overcome. Yeah. That's, the, that's the sign of a kingdom, right? It's dominion, domain. It's a, it talks about it's a place of dominance of a particular thing. And I, a dominance of an idea or a life of, or a way or a thought or something, right? Is a domination means it's a place where everything has rested and given way for that which proceeds from the throne. Praise the Lord. So, but the driving force of dominion is power. Power is the conqueror. Are you praise God? Is the one that it is the power is the one who it takes power to reign. Uh-huh. Do you agree? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So for power for, for for the reign to happen, for kingdom to occur, power must have let's see. <clears throat> so we're in chapter twelve, am I correct? That's the uh, Amen. Verse 17, chapter 11, just before this chapter, praise God. You see that verse 15, it says, And and the seventh angel sounded, and 
there were great voices in heaven saying, the kingdoms of this world are become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ, and then he shall reign forever and ever. Do you see that? So when they say the kingdom of this world now, they're not telling you, they're not speaking about the kingdom of Great Britain and United Kingdom and Great Britain, kingdom of Saudi Arabia, the Benin kingdom. <laughs> Amen. So those are, not, those are not the kingdoms of this world. Praise God. The, the king in that place, he even has no clue what, where, where the dominions of this, this world are sitting. Because the dominion, that, those dominions are not spiritual dominion. Those are physical dominions. Praise God. So it will be part of that dominion. You have to identify physically with something. Praise God. But we are talking about here in the book, in the book of Revelation, they are speaking about spiritual dominion. So it means there are spiritual dominions in the world. Praise God. Now, when you say these dominions have become, they are not telling you that it's a contradiction almost what they are saying. If it's become, it's no longer a dominion. Dominion does not change. If the day a king says, okay, my kingdom now no longer belongs to me, and he goes to another place, I'm taking all my people, let's now go to this other dominion and will serve on that there. From that moment, he is no longer a king. So, so the way dominion becomes another one is by, is by what? Dissolution. It must end. Are you getting what I'm saying? So that's the only way. The only way one kingdom becomes another kingdom is that it must end. It, must, it has put it, an end has been brought to that dominion. Do you agree? Amen. So there's, there's that thing about end, bringing an end. That's one of the main purposes of Christ. One of the main purposes of Christ is actually to bring about the end of the dominions in the world. The dominions in the world. Of course, the dominions in the world are the, the things that have dominion over the souls of men. Right? And anything that can have dominion over a soul must be spiritual. Praise God. So you saw that when, you have, when you see a natural kingdom, let's say the kingdom of United Kingdom and Great Britain, they have a, a, a throne, a queen, and praise God, they have their, their monarchy and all, all of that, and then they have subjects who are the British people who are subject, even all of us who are Canadians, we are still subjects to that dominion technically. Amen. So, but to see that dominion is not spiritual. So, all of us, including all of the UK and then all their colonies, and including the Queen herself, they are dominions, praise God, <laughs> that when it comes to real dominion, no matter what determines what men really do, it's not. How many of you are, don't even know anything about what, what the will of the Queen is and all that? We don't know. <laughs> praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Um, and it's hard to even to picture it in today's terms because you can say, well, it has been weakened. We have the state now and all of that. But if you go back to even times when those dominions were really, really, really enforced and working, you discover that their kind of dominion is not really dominion. 
Because even if by force, let's, let's say in the time of the Bible days, when Israel was under the Roman um, rule, right, the, the kingdom of Rome, mm-hmm. at that time, praise God, Hallelujah. at that time, even though they pay, they pay tithes, they pay, give to Caesar what is Caesar's, but when it comes to the, the will of a Jewish man, they could never touch that. There's, not, there's no victory that you could have over what is dominating a Jewish man on the inside. <laughs> you can outwardly make him do something. Even if you imprison him, he's in prison in one corner, but he's still, he's still doing things. Praise God. Hallelujah. On the inside. Like they imprisoned, not in prison, but they took men like Daniel away to Babylon. Am I correct? And when they and, and you know those times it was is a threat. They saw Israel as a threat, yeah. and that king, that wicked king, he saw he saw a he saw a chance that wow, this nation is actually weak right now. There's a way we can go and crumble this thing. And he went and he destroyed things and destroyed the temple and brought them away to Babylon. Then when he brought them away to Babylon, he thought, wow, we've conquered them. That's the end. We will no longer we will never longer hear the 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 sound of Jehovah anymore. You know these Jehovah people, we are no longer, we've conquered all of them, but you now discover that, no, you can't just take away Jehovah's sound like that. Praise God, because <laughs> I mean, that, that Jehovah is in the people. In, you know what I mean? In a, in a sense. Praise God. And so he brought them, and while they were in that place, you now discover that you have to now, even though you've brought them physically to Babylon, you have to still be warring against them mm-hmm. for them to, uh, you get what I'm saying? Yeah. So, you know, he was still afraid of his dominion, even when he had captured them, because of what was inside of them, because of their allegiance to the God of Israel. Mm-hmm. Praise the Lord. That's why, that's why when he, it wasn't enough that he captured them, Amen. He brought the three Hebrew boys. Uh, right? So why is it that, I mean, three boys, they don't have, who are those three boys compared to your armies and all of that? But he was still troubled. He couldn't sleep at night. You mean they refused to worship? They refused to bow down? They refused? Why, why are they refusing? What's going on? It means there's something more powerful. Are you getting what I'm saying? So with all the power of of the king, he couldn't break the dominion, the allegiance of the heart of those men. Are you are you seeing that? So, and and that was, and that dominion wasn't even a spiritual dominion per se. Praise God. Are you getting me? So, in the world right now, there are. They are kingdoms of the world. And the kingdoms of the world are not what manifest. They are not the men's demarcation and spread into nations. The kingdoms of the world are the, the, the sources, the places, invisible, invisible sources where men fetch their, their appetite for living from. They are, they are invisible streams, channels that... Men fetch, their souls are plugged into places where they fetch drive for life from. They fetch definition for life. They fetch their, what to do next. What are we achieving this year? What's the next plan? What's the next thing? Are you getting what I'm saying? 
something is infusing that into souls and driving men on the, on the earth. So they are kingdoms on the earth. <laughs> Praise God. So it's all these kingdoms on the earth. So when, when the Lord, from where he's sitting in heaven... When he's looking at the earth, he's not concerned about the dominion of the UK, dominion of nations, or even the political powers and dominion. You know, we think that's what God is concerned about. You know, let God change power. Let him send pastors there to go and rule the nation. <laughs> that's not the answer to the problem. By the time the pastors go there, they realize that the, the monsters in charge of the nation are big. <laughs> It's not a matter of prayer, fasting and prayer. Praise the Lord. I, you know, so, I know that that presidency thing humbles people. I know that. Some of the men that you, you bash and say, ah, this guy that we get, they just promised us all these things. You know, campaign is always sweet. They will, we will do this. What you see? What you see? <laughs> campaign. Praise God. Hallelujah. Campaign is very sweet. Eh? You, say, you, you are bashing the guy who is there. Amen. You, are, you render. Everything yeah. is doing useless. Why, why is it so silly? Why, is it not, why are they not doing this? If I was there, I would do this and I would do that. Praise God. And you know, we, who, we, go, we, we go through cycles of... Praise <laughs> God. When we, when we elect this one, this guy goes there and mess up. We say, no, this is the next one. This other guy will fix everything. We elect him. He goes there and mess up again. Praise God. Amen. Are, are you seeing that? I don't know if you've ever noticed that thing. That once they take office, they become meek all of a sudden. Humble. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. It's because in all those places, amen, amen. there are things that humble men. Yeah. Are you getting me? Yeah. That when the guy gets there, he feels that, you know, there's a feeling when you, you hear the word, Aso Rock. Hey! <laughs> or you hear White House. Yeah. Amen. You feel like there's one power there that once you get there, you have all, you know, amen. You not realize that when you, you re- get there, that. The nation has its own cause, its flow. It's going somewhere. <laughs> you, <laughs> Amen. It's called a nations on the earth. How nations flow, things that happen, they have their own. If you can make a change, it's a tiny. You can't do too much because you are talking about how men are living. The complex interplay of souls doing. You can't. There's nothing you can do. Even if you want to change the law, change the law. It doesn't mean too much. So, you see, many of those seats of power, houses of presidency, government, they are powerless places. When you really get there, they are are more busy. In fact, they they spend more effort trying to maintain the uh, the lie and the image of of power yeah. than they do actually trying to because for the most part by the time they get which past their first year their second year first year and a half of their reign is they realize that there's nothing but <laughs> are you seeing that yeah. so you see most of the time when it comes to political office in the land 
politics is all about the retaining of power. It's not, nothing more. Yeah. It's not about changing anything. It's not about making anybody's better, life better. Yeah. Yes. The, see, the problems of human beings, of men on the earth, they are too complex. There is no one person yeah. that can go. Anybody that tells you I'm going there to change, he's a liar. Is that that he's naive? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. He doesn't know anything or he's just blatantly lying. Some are naive, some are just lying. Some know that nothing is about to change. They are just, it's just power. Praise God. So the only thing you can do there is either enrich yourself, enrich your friends. You know what I mean? Apart from that, you can't really do anything. Amen. Are you getting me? Because when things are a certain way in a nation, it means that for it to be that way, there are souls who are profiting, who are benefiting like this. Is a, the way the nation is, is a balance of souls who have settled in certain places. Okay, you have that. We do, we do it this way. You do it the other way. Amen. Amen. No, nobody, yes. there's nothing like that. No political power. There's no seat that has that power to come and change radically how men are balanced in how they live their life. Because number one, the reason why they are living the way they do has nothing to do with you and your so-called office of power. Where they are fetching flow for life is coming from a spiritual source that you know nothing about. Spirits are the ones who are. <laughs> That's the truth. If you really study nations, you, tell, you discover that the way nations rise and fall is not logical. It's not logical. It's not a. It's not a thing you say, ah, this nation, they, they focus on this, they invested in this, they planned in this. It's not, it's not really like that. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, the way nations rise, rise and fall. Mm-hmm. Strength, if, if you look at, let's say, the U.S., for example, or Western nations, it's all that for them to rise the way they did, there was something invisible mm-hmm. making things work out a certain way. Mm-hmm. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. So, so this subject of dominion, we have to look at it from a spiritual. It is actually spiritual. It's a, the dominion is a spiritual construct. Dominion means what drives can drive a soul. Right. The, you're talking about something that can impart the, the, the alignment or the orientation of the will of a person. If a person is has a certain resolve mm-hmm. to do something, to live a certain way mm-hmm. about something, mm-hmm. for that thing to shift, something spiritual yeah. must have happened yeah. to him. Yeah. Are you getting me? Yeah. Something, something is it's more than that you just spoke to the person or something. Yeah. Something spiritual must happen yeah. to him because the soul is higher than the body. Yeah. That soul, to drive a soul, it takes something higher from a higher world, yeah. which is the realm of the spirit, yeah. to, to, to make a soul move. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. Sometimes, if you want to get someone to do something, you've brought all the evidence, you've calculated all the data, done all the things they need to do. Sometimes it's not enough to move the soul. Mm-hmm. There has to be that moment where the will to do that thing possesses the heart, and it comes from a spiritual place. Yeah. A spiritual source. Amen. That's why some of us who want to change our friends, we don't know this thing. We think we can just convince them or push them or intimidate them into changing. You don't know that these things are 
Praise God. This is the same problem. Husbands who want to change their wives. Wives who want to change their husband. You don't realize that you are fighting a spiritual battle. Praise God. That it is, that's, why, that's why when it comes to that area, you have to, if you don't have spiritual power, mm. it's hard to affect change. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Do you see that? Yeah. So, so when it says the kingdoms of this world are become the kingdoms of our Lord, it's actually talking about the end mm. of those dominions. Mm-hmm. The end of one dominion, praise God, and that that now makes that that brings that dominion make the subjects of that dominion to become servant or pay have allegiance towards another dominion, praise God. And so this is what the the fulfillment of this thing is what the sounding of the seventh angel will bring about. Now. We know that this sound in the angels are the trumpets of Christ. The trumpets are actually the trumpets of the power of God. They are, the trumpets are the sounding of the power of God. They are the trumpets of the power of God. And it would take the power of God to translate his soul from one dominion into another dominion. It takes power to do that. Praise God. In the book of Ephesians, like who has what delivered us from the power of darkness and has translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. So it takes power. So it means what was holding you in the kingdom of darkness was the power of darkness. So power must fight power for there to be a translation into the kingdom. So, power is the, uh, is the emissary of a kingdom. So, for a kingdom to advance, its power must wage war and win. Praise God. Hallelujah. So, for its kingdom to advance, it's what? Its power and, and win. So let's read on. Say the kingdom of this world have become the kingdom of our Lord and of His Christ, and He shall reign what forever and ever. And the four and twenty elders which sat before God and their seats fell upon their faces and worshipped God, saying, "We give thee thanks, O Lord God Almighty, which art and was and art to come, because Thou hast taken." To thee, thy great power, and has reigned. Praise God. Because you have taken your great power, and you have done what? And you have reigned. Amen. Amen. So that power, the, the power of God, needs is a prerequisite for the dominion of God. Any soul that has not come into the power of God cannot have the dominion of God. Or you cannot have the reign of God. Praise the Lord. Back to Revelation chapter 12. 
Thank you, our Lord Jesus. He says, And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now is come salvation and strength, and the kingdom of our God, and the power of his Christ. Are you seeing that? Mm-hmm. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused them before our God, who day and what? And night. And then they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they loved not their lives unto the what? Unto the death. So there are two things here that I'm seeing here now. So they, are, they say there are two things that came, that came now. That word now means you have, you're coming to the operation of two things. The the power, the kingdom of our God, and the power of his Christ. Now, if you ask me, where did it come to? So when it says now, it's come. Where did it come to? Um, that thing, actually, it came, praise God, Hallelujah. to the parties mm. that overcame. Mm. If the result of its coming was the overcoming, right, then it means, or the casting down of that, that over overcoming of him, mm-hmm. praise God, mm-hmm. then what came, where it came to was, to, it came to the thing that overcame. Mm-hmm. That thing that overcame is an offspring, right, of the woman, yes, praise God. And we said that that woman, of course, is the church. Right, who had an offspring to whom came two operations. The first operation is the operation of the power of his Christ, praise God, and ultimately now is the kingdom of God. Now, they, they said kingdom of God first before power of his Christ, but when you are a scripture student, you know that you receive the power first. That's what I took time to just explain before the kingdom, right. And you can just tell, whenever you see Christ and God, I've asked you, who comes first? It's a no-brainer. It's Christ, right? Christ, he is the way to God. That's what he came for. In fact, God wants to come. He said, I can't just come. I have to send my Christ. So, the purpose of Christ is because of my coming. Are you getting what I'm saying? It's actually God who really wants to come. Do you guys know that? Do you know that? Do you know that? Do you know that? Thank God for the word of righteousness. The word of righteousness preaches the coming of Christ to his soul. And we've been hearing that message and hearing that message and we'll keep hearing that message. But there's a new message that's opening up which you've not heard too much about. It's about the coming of God to the souls of men. It's also a message. It's also a gospel. Yes. I know there was a time when we've ne- we didn't hear about the coming of Christ to the soul. We heard about, whenever we hear coming before, we think about rapture. Right? Uh-huh. But, but rapture is not coming to the soul. Amen. The, when, you, when you are talking about the coming of the party, the persons of God to a soul, a soul, praise God, is, you are talking about the systematic progressive revelation of their being to the soul. That's the coming. How many of you believe that? That's the coming. So when when Christ has come to his soul, Mm. is that Christ has unveiled his person. 
to that soul. When his person has been on his, that person means his nature has been revealed. And the revelation is a progressive revelation. It's a systematic revelation. It comes precept upon precept, line upon line, here a little, and what? There a little. Praise God. So you see, that receiving, you see, that thing is a task for the church, eh? The, the church is like a sphere that God created that where it, the, the church is the center of receiving the comings of God. The church is the, the only place on the earth where they can land in is the church. How many of you believe that? The time of that preparation is coming, is coming closer and closer and closer and closer. And the day of my coming is closer and it's nearer and it's even nearer. So be assured of my coming. Be assured of my coming. I am to, here to assure you of my coming for I, I will come. I will come. And the way of my coming is what is being prepared. So pay attention to the preparation for those who have the preparation to them will be the coming, said the Lord. Thank you, Father. We give you praise. Amen. Um, Praise God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. So the church is the place where that can receive him. Amen. Um, there's no other place on the earth that can receive God. There's no other institution that can receive God on the earth. Um, that's why the devil will never leave the church alone. Praise God. He will never leave the church alone. That's why you, you'll see sometime. Most of the time, when you see things happening on a global scale, when you really want to really understand it, check its impact on the church, most of the time, the church, how things impact, the impact of things in the church, that's where you read the intent of times and seasons. Amen. Are you getting what I'm saying? So, because the church is the place that can is a place that can receive the dominion of God. Praise God. In the church, that's the only shelter from the dominion of the world. You can never find a soul on earth 
who has freedom from the kingdoms of the world, except they are in the church. The church is the only place on the world where you can find entities that are free, that have measure of um, freedom, or they have measure of separation or independence from the world. It's only in the church you can find it. Only in the church you can find a different way of thinking. Yes. Right? That's the only place. Yes. Every other, if you come outside the church, every other person's thinking goes one way, one way, yeah. one way, yes. one way. Yes. In that way, it does not pass what they are going to eat, yes. what the, the way they will sleep, their clothes they will wear. Yes. What else? There are not too many. When you reduce all the activities of men on the earth, it doesn't pass all those things. And then the uh, how how better than how much better than their neighbor they are. That's it. That one is the pride aspect <laughs> that crowns their their pursuit. So so you can't separate. So you, you reduce all of men's endeavor on the earth to two things: lust and pride. Man cannot doesn't can't do anything more than that. Just take a natural man. There's no natural man on the earth who is doing anything outside lust and pride. Nothing. No matter how sophisticated it is, how put together, how arranged it is, how systematic it is, how, how educated it is, how enlightened it is, how you can still reduce it down. Praise God. Go, go and look for where, they, where did they keep the grandest idea for the nations. I don't know where you find such a thing. Go to the United Nations, for example. Where, what are their plans for the nations? <laughs> to be honest, that United Nations, that's the most. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> Let me just say some things. Praise God. And so, but when you check the, the, the grandest idea of, of souls, right? You, are you heard of maybe Millennium Development Goals? <laughs> plans for the nations praise God yeah. you, you, when you reduce everything that they are saying it doesn't pass what the lust, the lust of men and the pride both individual pride and collective pride and when you stick lust and pride put, that's what you put them together that's what you call the world right in the book of John say love not the world not the things that are in the world for the what if you love the world, the love of the Father is not in you for these things are in the world, the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the and all these things they are passing away. They are passing away. But they that do the will of God shall abide forever. Are you seeing that? Praise the Lord. So you say oh, these are all the things that are in the world. They are not too many. It's just these few things. Amen. So men cannot think beyond those things. You can't find anywhere in this world where men are, they have a meeting. When you go into the meeting, you see all the guys very serious with their suits and everything. And uh, praise God. And they are, you see, what are they, what are they thinking about? You will never go anywhere in this world that what they are deliberating is more than the lust of men and the pride of men. There's no higher thought in the world. Yeah, I know that sometimes when you go to, you know, young people are very gullible. Eh? When you are young, you are 
15, 16, 17, when you're in university, you're reading books, you're a professor. You know, that's the time of dreaming. It's the time of, you see the world as one abstract thing. Ah, when I grow up, yeah. and I'll. I'm going to force you to be like that at some point. Ah, when, you, when you grow up, it's a different God. Amen. And because of that nature of young kids, well, you know, that's how in most universities and colleges, they used to use that as an opportunity to sow yeah. evil seeds yeah. weak in, the, in the hearts of young, gullible people. Yeah. You, you go and teach young people, you know what, the world is, you see this whole world, there's a system of, there's, there's something wrong with the systems of the world, that's why the rich are getting richer, the poor are getting poorer, but you see, you are the answer. <laughs> See all the financial systems and all the banks are—they are the ones. Uh, praise God. Hallelujah. So you you make the young guy feel like he has the power to change. The young person who, if you summarize all his thinking, you can put it inside a peanut. A peanut can contain all the wisdom that he has. You see a lot of young people with peanut brain, but with the with the greatest Z power, we are going to change the things. Why is this like that? Oh, these people are wicked. They want to change everything. Praise God. Do <laughs> you, you, you know what my problem with that thing is that? Why? So, praise God. Those students, why? Why has it never occurred to them? Uncle Prof, why have you not changed the world? How old are you? <laughs> And many of those prayers, you see that when you now look at the prof that's teaching you, telling you all those things, you check him. He has married three and a half times. And, and he, praise God. He has, he has two children who he hasn't seen in 10 years. Praise God. Are you getting me? When it, just, when it comes to the basic level of functionality, he's functionally dysfunctional. And it's come to teach you about how to, how to save the world and, and how to fix the wrongs in the world. Are you seeing men are so stupid? Praise God. So, 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 if you're a young person, sorry, I'm not, I don't want to spoil your hope or your vision or <laughs> anything. <laughs> <laughs> you know the idea you want to make a difference you want to yeah and most of the, the time that thing our parents even has pumped it into us already from when we were very young you know sorry to disappoint there's nothing like that there's, there's nothing in the world man the world is just full of broken men just broken men, just trying to make do every day, being ruled by spirits, yeah. mm. feasted upon by evil spirits who hate them, <clears throat> and who they are powerless against. Mm-hmm. You know, some you know all this, all this, um, you know, conspiracy theories. That's how I see them. You know how we have this few cabal of men who they are the ones who control everything. And, uh, 
you don't know men. That's why you think all those yeah. things. There's nothing like that. Nothing. When you just those, there's nothing like those cowards. Those guys, they are just, just they are lost. They are slaves to their lust. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't mean there is no grand plan behind things, but the grand plan is not some men who are thinking it. It's evil spirits. Yeah. The men who are doing the things, they don't even know why they are doing what they are doing. They are just surrendering to their appetite and yeah. their greed every day. No, we say the Illuminati, you know, those kind of things. Yeah. There's a secret society. Forget about that. In fact, even if there is really Illuminati, which is possible, the reason why they are there is because they've been saying the Illuminati, Illuminati, some guys say, okay, let's become the Illuminati. <laughs> When you get there, they are not doing anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Maybe when you get there, they are all they are doing is smoking weed. And <laughs> <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. There's nothing like that. What is running the world is spiritual. Yes, wicked spirits. They call them spiritual wickedness in high places. Men don't even know where they are. Yes. So men are looking for them. They call themselves Church of Satan. They are looking for evil spirit. The spirits who are controlling the world, they don't go to Church of Satan meeting. They don't need it. <laughs> Praise God. Where are they ruling from? Just the individual man who is defenseless against his appetite, his will, his pride. Who can resist the urge to be better than his neighbor? <laughs> Who can curtail his appetite for gratification and pleasure and all of those things? Do you see what I'm saying? So, so all these things, the, the world is a, is, a, is a cage of corruption. And all men in there, they are all, all of, there's nobody who is a master. They are all weak victims. They are all being controlled under the prince of the power of the air, the same spirit that walketh in the children of disobedience. So that walking, you, no, no man can escape. To be escape, you had he quickened. That's, that's Ephesians chapter 2. When he's talking about those who are quickened, he's talking about church folks. Church folks. So, so only in the church can you find the potential. It's not even that most times it's being fulfilled yet, yeah. but only in the church can you find the potential of men living for something else apart from the loss and the pride of men. That's why, to me, I feel like, and that's why I respect churches, no matter how seemingly weak a church is. To me, that seemingly weak church, even no matter if you think they are ignorant, mm-hmm. to me it's more powerful yes, than all the corporations. Yeah. A weak church in Ottawa here has more power to me to preserve people yes, than all the systems and all the government committees and everything put together. Why? Because in that church, they carry something. Yes. It's called the potential. Yeah. It's, you have a, it's, a, it's a community of quick people, people whose spirits are alive and in whose spirit is a calling. 
even though they might not have discovered the calling yet, mm-hmm. even though when you check them, they might still be behaving like the world to a degree, but there's something that they carry. Yeah. The born-again spirit, praise wow. God, the living spirit, which is Christ, is a spirit that is carrying a calling. Mm-hmm. It's a calling for a conversation mm-hmm. that's higher than the world. Mm-hmm. It's a calling, you carry a calling for a conversation that is higher than vanity. It is only a Christian has the potential to do something with his life that is better than nothing. Anybody who doesn't have that thing, anything you do on all your life will amount. Like Solomon said, heap vanity upon vanity. Add them and accumulate them. Multiply it. In the end, it's equal to vanity. There's nothing under the sun for men to do. Are you getting what I'm saying? The, the day people realize it is sometimes it's too late when they are about to die and they are sickly and they've spent all their life chasing nothing and they are all of us oh wow really what did we really achieve there's nothing there's nothing here praise God amen so so this thing called the church and so the, that church is what they they're showing in chapter twelve you see that woman she's not ordinary praise God she's not ordinary even when you see her she might. Uh, praise God. She doesn't yeah. look. There's a way the church looks. Mm-hmm. Hmm? Yeah. You, know the, you know, the picture of that woman in Revelation, it doesn't look, it doesn't seem like, you know, there's a complete picture, picture that you look for. You see a woman, not just her. She has one giant husband with her with big chest and everything. And then she has children surrounding her. That's a picture that you're supposed to see. All right? Am I correct? Mm-hmm. But when you see her, she almost looks in jeopardy. She looks, she looks vulnerable. It's a vulnerable image of a woman. Praise God. Hallelujah. Even what clothes her, let's see, chapter, chapter 12. Amen. Amen. She, she needed the sun. Are you seeing her clothing? They are heavenly bodies. It actually means that when it comes to the earthly standard, she is naked. Wow. Wow. There appeared a great woman in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun and the moon under her feet. Upon her head, a what? A crown of what? Twelve stars. And she being with child, cried, travailing in birth, and pained to be what? Delivered. So when you read the whole chapter, you see there's a, there's a theme of... of or a picture of vulnerability mm-hmm. with the woman. Even after she gave birth to the child, that was, that was, the child has been born, but she's yeah. still in trouble. Yeah. Right? She's still in trouble because she's still on the earth. Mm-hmm. Praise God. Mm-hmm. Are you seeing that? Yes, she's still... But that, when she gave birth to that child, you now saw a, a scene of her where she had to run away. Praise God. They had to carry her away into the wilderness. Praise God. Because even that dragon was coming after her. You get what I'm saying? Because of she had this remnant of the seed which she was carrying on the inside of her. Mm. Praise God. Hallelujah. So this is, the, <clears throat> this is the image of the church. If you ask me, what is the church? The church image or how it is positioned on the earth is, is a vulnerable organism mm. but that is carrying a precious, carrying with precious seed. Yeah. A vulnerable organism but carrying something on the inside, mm. 
carrying but even no matter how vulnerable she is she's she has she has a special ability she has a womb that can carry the seed of god can you hear me every church has a womb that can carry the seed of god are there Christians who are born again there? I don't care. If you tell me what they do there, the aladura or they wear white garment or they do things or any kind. You know, there are all kinds of things you see. Some people, you see to disdain certain kind of churches. Praise God. You can even have churches where the, where the, the pastor might not even be born again. <laughs> you, don't, you don't think such things can happen? You don't, you don't know. You don't know what. <laughs> See, <laughs> praise God. Especially, maybe you, it's hard maybe in this part of the world to see that because nobody, if you are not born again, you're not interested. Yeah. You go and do something else. But maybe in other parts of the world where there is no work, yes. even business. Yeah, let's say you will start business. There's nothing. What's business? <laughs> it's There's nothing called. <laughs> When it's a real business, yeah. that how what? <laughs> <laughs> so the only thing is, it's church. You have to. When you look around you, when you have a community where the only guys who can manage to eat every day, morning, afternoon, evening, every day, they have children are eating are pastors. Then, are you telling me that there are little guys who have started church who are not born again? Yeah. <laughs> there are many. Yes. Yeah. yes, there are many. And and they do evangelism. They do program. People get born again there. You don't need to. I see that kind of church. I just, yeah, I just picture yeah. to you that church. I see it like that. Yeah. It has the womb yeah. that can carry the seed mm-hmm. of God. God is very, God is, God is too fun. If you know God the way He is, God is too comical. God is funny. God can do funny things. Praise God. Hallelujah. And he's wiser than Satan. Yes. He's wiser than the devil. Yes. The way the devil thinks that God is doing things, that's not the way God is doing it. Most of the time, when he thinks he's working against God, yeah. he, at the end, you are like, hey, whoa. <laughs> Maybe by time, by time God's, God's edifice appears eventually, Mm. We are beginning to see how everything he was doing since he was helping God build his house. Yeah. Ah, so you mean when I do, uh, <laughs> uh, if the prince of this world had known, yes. they would not have, they wouldn't have crucified him. Yes. Even yeah. if they were known, maybe he wouldn't have even tempted him because the temptation was a was a promotion yes, yes. to him. Wow. Are you getting me? Yes, <laughs> yeah. So God is powerful, though. Yes, sir. 
You know, it's when and because we don't know the way God is, that's how we play with things. Mm-hmm. How we don't know the nature. Paul was writing about his nature. How you see the he said the, the the wisdom of this world. How God made that not true wisdom should men really know him. It's true foolishness. Yeah. Most people, if you check it, a lot of people who encountered God. Some people in terms of getting born again and other things. If you, if you really check it, the moment when that happened was the most foolish moment of their life. Yeah. <laughs> you? You agree? The moment when they, they, they were tired of being normal and being, being logical and being you know, put together and all that, that moment of vulnerability, that's when God came. That's, those are the moments God encounters. And sometimes God will set men up in such a way for, for such moments. Yeah. For encounter. <laughs> because God rides on the foolishness. Yeah. The, the foolish places of men. Yeah. The places men don't, don't look at. Men, yeah. men ignore. Yeah. That's where God hides his power. Yeah. God made it that not through wisdom should men know him. But through the foolishness of preaching. Like how foolish a thing like preaching looks like. That through that will God save people. Mm-hmm. Where are the disputers of the? Where are the prudent? Where are the wise? Hasn't God made foolish the wisdom of this world? <laughs> so do you see this foolish, foolish, this foolish thing we call church, eh? Pardon my language, but I'm trying to drive a point home. Like in this sister's world now, this society, where everybody has become so wise and so and so woke and so everything. Praise God. Then you see me gathering and be praying and everything. Praise God. And 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 the more you, the more spiritual you become, the more foolish you become. Yes. Are you getting me? The the the, ho- the Holy Ghost clouds a soul with a cloak of foolishness. It makes you look more foolish, more slow, more dull. But in the dullness, as men see it, are you getting me? There you find the speed of God. You know, they say God is not slow as men count slowness. <laughs> you know, there's a way men count slowness, but God is not slow. That way. God is God is fast in the in the slowness yeah. of man. So someone can be wondering, you see, ah, all this revelation, the beast, all this thing, what, what would that do to me? You don't know what is happening to you. You don't know that it's not those foolish things that God hides. The most powerful book in the Bible is the most foolish one. Do you know how much caricature has been made of the book of Revelation? Everybody, there's nobody who hasn't had a field day with this book. Nobody. Artists. Movie makers, mm. oh, praise God. There's a way they paint this, the things. If, if they want to make a caricature of the Bible, that's the book they come to. Mm-hmm. You do draw an image with someone with horns and all that. How many movies have we watched? Someone we watching the other day. <laughs> praise God. That one was the guy was a serial killer, right? He was killing people. Oh, he, he didn't watch it with me. I can't remember. Were you there? You were there. There was a serial killer. He was killing people. Praise God. In a very mean way, you know, cannibalistic kind of something. Then, you know the summary of the whole thing at the end? Why he was killing them? Because he believed he was the dragon in Revelation. (laughs) 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 Then they showed. (laughs) Praise God. 
Amen. You know, see, I used to know these things. And so, you know, some of us, Christianity, you know, that clean Christianity can't handle this book. That, that clean Christianity, you can't, you can't add this book to that operational. You know, the, the operation of nice, clean, sweet English PowerPoint ministration. You know, that kind of Christianity. You can't start talking about the dragon and the beast with seven heads and all that. It doesn't fit into that operation. <laughs> I don't know if you get what I'm saying. You don't understand me. You don't get my, what I'm saying. You don't understand. A lot of times, when you, if you have a, new, a newborn believer, Christian, don't open this book to them. Actually, in this time, just open to John. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And whosoever believeth in him should have eternal life. All that. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> that we should love one and not. He that loveth not, knoweth not God. Because, because God is. Yeah. Uh, isn't that message? Yes, you can preach that message every Sunday. Things will be going smoothly. Wow, when they, everybody come to the service. Yes. Amen. Even the music itself, the, the way everything flows. You know how there's a flow, eh? Yeah. Yeah. Church has advanced, so it's all these things, all these things we are doing here, amen. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you walk into church from the opening announcement to the offering, mm-hmm. then to the way the message will come. You know, the pastor will be staying one place, they will change the light. Oh. If, praise God. Yeah. And then the. the, 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 the <laughs> I'm not criticizing, okay? Yeah. I'm not saying those things are bad. I'm just trying to show something. Yes, Praise God. Hallelujah. Now, yeah. when you see in such a meeting, you know, you know that there's no space for a dragon and all that. Mm-hmm. The beast with seven heads has no space <laughs> in this meeting. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> Talking about reaching out, being kind to your neighbor, all of that stuff. Amen. But, you know, to, to really teach the Bible, hmm. you must be able to take the trip into foolishness yeah. Yeah. You, to, to really open up the ways of the Spirit. There is an undignified clo- clothing yeah. that the soul must put on. Hmm. Are you getting me? The, 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 where they heed the powers of the redemptive powers for the soul of men is in realm that man must disconfigure his arrangement to reach that place to touch those things. Do you know why? Because the packaging of men is the spirit who designed it. The spirit who designed what men should feel as okay and normal and appealing speech and appealing that kind of thing is a spirit and he was not he wasn't designing it just for a fancy sake in terms of what men allow praise god what men refuse he designed it having something in mind he knows what he wants them to refuse so design men fashion them in such a way that this thing will not feel appealing to them that's why when the, the, the uh, paul spoke about christ being a stone a rock of by the time he's rolling towards you, you you're already getting offended. Yeah. Who's coming? It's Christ coming, yeah. but he registered as offense to the soul. Yeah. Yeah. 
They said now that one he says disallowed indeed of men. So what is disallowed indeed of men? He said it's chosen of God and precious. Are you seeing that? That's the week of first Peter, right? Praise God. Hallelujah. So souls who are who want to find God is not in the clean places, you know. The prophetic life is not in all of that. Say, so who do you go to see in the wilderness? Is he a reed that's shaking by the wind? The men who wear linen and fine—you see them in, in palaces. But who do you go to see? You're, you're going to see a prophet. Yeah, more, more than a prophet. The prophetic life is is in the, those terrain of the wilderness where men have deserted. That's where you find the prophetic life. Because you know why? Should I tell you why? Because. God is not fashioned. Mm. God does not fit into the fashion of men. Do you understand that? It doesn't. Mm. You see that that frame of framework of wow, this is appealing, this is nice, things should package and no. God does not fit into that kind of a framework. It doesn't. God has his own framework. It's a framework of the spirit. So any any soul who will find God. You must be willing to be, follow the framework of the Spirit. You must be willing to follow the culturing of the Spirit, the way of the Spirit. You must be willing to, to drop off the culture that the world has taught you and pick up the culture of the Spirit. When you put on the culture of the Spirit, it's as if God's world has opened. You just begin, oh, oh my God. Amen. Places, where, places in time when men are experiencing dryness, hey, it's as if God doesn't come again, oh. You know, before, the way we sense that God is around is when miracles are happening. <laughs> now, because we, the church now, we have moved beyond season of those kind of miracles outward and, and for the purpose of, yeah. so other things can begin. So that men will not be distracted. Are you getting what I'm saying? Imagine that every time we come here, people bring their sick people. We they raise the dead. We heal the, well, praise God. Those who are looking for children full of the womb. By the time in three days their stomach comes out like this, with a child inside, praise God. Now, now imagine those things that happen every single day. When we come, you know what happened? This place will not be enough for us. So. You will see line outside of people coming. Are you get what I'm saying? And in in that environment, what time will we have to be opening Revelation, talking about the praise God, talking about the, the nature of blasphemy, talking, talking about the hidden work of the devil? Amen. Think of how much time it takes for a message to come out in a way that understanding sits. Sometimes it can take minimum almost two hours plus to be able to to build understanding in a way, you know, that the Holy Ghost can can make it sit properly on the inside of us. Are you getting what I'm saying? Because the reason why it takes time is because to fetch the understanding, you must journey. And the, the, the art of preaching is to carry souls to journey. Sometimes mm. one hour into the message, you have not even t- t- got in there. Mm. You just it's, it's fight, war, mm. to bring the soul from their place mm. <laughs> to the place, to come away mm. to the environment of the spirit mm. where the thought mm. can begin to be open, the secret thoughts of God. Mm can begin to be open mm. to the soul. Mm. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so for God, for ministries to do this kind of work in such an environment, they must shut down some things. Mm-hmm. And, this not, and it has happened even in the time of the apostles. Yes, sir. 
Praise God. It also happened in that way. And it has to happen in that way now. Now, see, let's say in the church now, because those kind of outward manifestation of works, of miracles and all those things are not happening. So the way we know to feel God, and that, wow, God is here. It's as if those things are not really happening as much. So now there's a problem. Praise God. In order for... Praise God. So Those who are not strong, we have to look for some other way. Amen. And most of the time, it tilts towards something that is more entertainment um, related. You know what I mean? So let's work on the atmosphere, the ambience. Let's make it more comfortable. Let's make it more... You, know what I'm saying? you must find a way to... To to <laughs> amen. I'm not saying all those things are, are you get, I mean you must do something. Church must continue. Are you getting me? <laughs> but I'm just showing that sometimes we don't we, because of ignorance, we don't know the actual way and the actual provision. Yeah. But and then there's no there is no emphasis on the way of the spirit. The, Learning the way of the spirit, Remove, removing the, the dressing that the world has put around Christian, you know, experience, and just follow the pure spiritual way, amen, that's been opened to the soul. Even some of the gifts of the spirit have become so removed, amen. I mean, the gifts of the Spirit that facilitate the ministration of the Word, like yeah. tongues, interpretation, prophecy. Yeah. Are you getting me? Yeah. The reason why many of those things are no longer common anymore yeah. in church. you know why? Because many Christians don't care about the Word. Mm-hmm. They don't care about breakthrough into the Word. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah. If you are, you are in a community, a Christian community, and you have other things you plan to do, you've secreted your time. Maybe the only time you have for Word is 45, 15 minutes, mm-hmm. 30 minutes. Now, if that's the case, then in that meet, kind of meeting, there is no point, no reason. What is the purpose of tongue and interpretation and prophecy? What was the use for it? You know, you've already planned what you are going to say. You have your PowerPoint, you have your points and everything. The Lord says, let's love our neighbor, let us do this and let's do that. Let's be conscious about this and all that. You wrap it up in Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. You can, and you go home. Are you what I'm saying? Praise God. Now, are you getting what I'm saying? So, you see, if a Christian who is used to that kind of thing constantly, then you're not coming to a meeting where, number one, the meeting, after one hour, one hour, 30 minutes. In fact, they just finished praying. They're about to just start singing right now. <laughs> Sorry, all the things I'm saying, please, I'm, I beg you. I'm just trying to give something. Amen. Please, look beyond my infirmity. If you say, okay, why am I talking this way? Please, can you just forgive me if there's any part of how I'm speaking? <laughs> Amen. But just trying to see, I'm trying to show something. Are you getting, I'm not trying to magnify anything or no. I'm just trying to just show these are truths. These are it's actually true. Praise God. That's so, I mean, then you now realize, wow, so what if they start preaching now? Amen. <laughs> how long? And then one hour into the message, it's as if the message has just <laughs> introduction. Are you getting what I'm saying then? 
Then you now begin to see tongues, interpretation. God, why, what is the need for all these things? Are you getting what I'm saying? But, but those things are the provisions. They are the tools, praise God, that are given by the Spirit for people who are pilgrims in the way of truth. In the way of... Because to find truth is not something that, that is without journey. Of the soul. Without the change of where the soul has sat in comfort, you must find a way to bring that soul out. Praise God. And take journey. In the place of journey in the spirit, those are the places of encounters. Am I making sense to you? Amen. Amen. So what I was just trying to show is that the the potency, the power in what we call church, church life, church way. The church should not look like the world. Any time where effort is being made to make the church compatible with the world, it's usually a big mistake. It's a a mistake. The church is not destined. The the church is destined to look different, even contrary to the world. It's normal for a person who is an unbeliever to enter a church, I'm like, what is all this? What is going on here? Why are they like this? Why are they behaving like this? Uh-huh. That's normal. Yeah. But for someone who is just an unbeliever, just go to the church and just... Yeah. Everything that's going on there is the same kind of thing that happened in the social club that he goes to. Praise God, you come up there, someone comes and they sing and they sit down and someone come and do their presentation and go and give you ideas and all that and you discuss it. Talk your own, what's your own aspect of it? How do you see it? <laughs> you talk your say, Oh, I have an idea. Why don't we? <laughs> Amen. Amen. <laughs> Are you getting on? You know, people think that way. You know, oh, it's, it's the world, right? I saw a church recently. It's even in Zono Tower here. I was just looking, and then the, there used to be a church somewhere, and then they got bought by another church. And then I was watching, I was just trying to read their their structure, what they believe, and all that. I was just reading something, you know, they say that they don't believe in uh, the, I don't know what was the word they use, the hierarchical, top-down, you know, kind of leadership. You see, we, have, we are led by a team of people, you know, and... <laughs> Amen. Amen. Ah, I was like, hi, something is not right here. So out of all of you team, why can't all of you come and say, this one has more grace than all of us, you be our pastor? Yes. There is no way they are all graced at the same level. But they feel that, you know, the the way they wrote it, you know, more equitable kind of thing. We bring our own grace. You bring your own. We put things together. We are graced. All those kind of things. Where did those thoughts come from? That's the word. That's a worldly thought. You can never find that thought in the Bible. Show me one place in the Bible where anything was led by committee. Show me one from Genesis to Revelation. Where any endeavor, anybody, any team, any nation was led by coming. Let's gather and choose. I mean, this is such a thing here. It's not normal. You must have a head. If it doesn't have a head, anything that has more than one head is a beast. Yes, sir. <laughs> Even when you, go, when you go to God, there's the head there. This one, this one knows that this is the Father. This is the Holy Ghost. They are not let us convey that. <laughs> Holy Ghost, what do you think? Jesus, okay, Jesus, what do you think? Okay, let us put it to a vote. 
Holy Ghost, I vote this. <laughs> it's when you come to the church, you see all kinds of things. Things that are foreign to the, the way of the Spirit. That's just an example, but there are many, many ways. I think, I know there's a way you can spiritualize that, you know, we are just humble. Nobody wants to take, Lord, it over the others. It sounds righteous, but it's not. It is man's thinking of righteousness. Is that. The way it works, God said, let there be a head. Let this one submit under the head. That's the order. There's always uh, praise. Yeah, that's the truth. And that worldly thought has entered, is en- has entered church, is even entering into homes now. There are probably homes where they have to vote, maybe father and mother. To... <laughs> Are you getting me? Mm-hmm. See how much attack has been brought against just the idea that the man is the head of the woman. Just that simple idea is a problem. It's a problem. And Christians are buying into all those nonsense. Because it sounds like, okay, well, if you brace the wife and let her be the same and all that, then it sounds as if it's a good idea. But it's not. It doesn't work. Even the woman, when you bring the woman to be like your co-head, it will be, she, that head position there, it's contrary to her nature. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes, sir. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Um, so, are you seeing all these things I'm saying? That's the, one of the things that you should be seeing is how powerful the world is. Yeah. It's, it's, it's power. This is just power. Yeah. It's power. Yeah. It's power that will make... Hmm. That will make a people who are their very name is ecclesia, right? Oh. The church means ecclesia, mm-hmm. means called out. It means that we shouldn't be like the rest. Yeah. But imagine what kind of power will make them now say, no, no, no. We are supposed to save the world. We are the same. But let us. But the, what we want to use to save the world is give us ideas. <laughs> you want to use the world ideas to save them. That is, it means that the world must be so powerful to make Christians behave like that. Is in, in the church you see Christians fighting other Christians. Why? Because they speak in tongues too much. Do you know that? I've actually noticed that thing. Do you know that? that I've heard more Christians speaking against speaking in tongues, gift of the Spirit, than unbelievers. It's power. Something has happened to the heart that has turned the heart against what? That's power. It's seduction. Praise God. Are you seeing that? So that world is a kingdom, is a dominion that is powerful. That if you don't have resistance against it, its power, after a while, you discover that you are a servant to its dominion. You're a servant to his dominion. So churches should become powerful because they are supposed to be entities of power. Praise God. Okay, let's just round up quickly. 
Amen. Amen. And let's praise God. Amen. So that verse 10, see, I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now is come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused them before our God day and night. And then they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they did what? They loved not their lives unto the death. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We give you glory. We bless your name. So there are two things here. The, the kingdom of God and the power of his Christ. So you see power and then kingdom. Okay? Power and then kingdom. So power, if you are ignorant about power, anybody who is ignorant about power will be subject to a dominion that what he is powerless against. Any are you seeing that? So actually one of the, the, the greatest one of the, the greatest war that heaven needs to fight and win for with Christians is and that's the first realm of warfare is the ignorance about the power of God. Men are ignorant about the power of God. And any soul who is ignorant about the power of God will be operating and walking under the dominion of the kingdom of darkness. Yes. Praise God. Amen. Now, the... The power, I love this power, amen, and then the kingdom of God and the power of his Christ. Now, that kingdom is talking about the seat of dominion. Praise God. Now, in chapter 13, you'll see that the power and what the dragon gave unto the beast in chapter 13, verse 2, it says, And the beast which I saw was like unto a leopard, and his feet was like unto that of the bear. And his mouth as the mouth of a lion, and the dragon gave him his power, and then his seat, then then great authority. The authority is the authorization to use, to operate. Are you seeing that? So this authority, authority is, has to do with a delegation. Do you get when you say they've given you authority, means you've been delegated to use, right? Authority means it comes from the word author. The author, when you, you receive from the author mm-hmm. the delegated right mm-hmm. to do something, that is, that's what the authority, that's what our authority means here. Mm-hmm. Are you get what I'm saying? So, that what, so what it means here is just that this beast has a delegation mm-hmm. to him which he received mm-hmm. of the power mm-hmm. and the seat yes. of the dragon. That seat is the dominion. And then the power. So the power and the dominion. The power and the dominion. So are you seeing what they are trying to bring down to the earth? The same way God is trying to bring down two things. 
the kingdom of God and the power of his Christ. Praise God. Here, it's the seat. Because that, that dominion, is the, he spoke of it as the seat. The seat is the dominion which the dragon has. Amen. And then his power. So the power and then the seat. The power and then the seat. Does this make sense? Yes, it's making sense to you? Yes, Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. Now, this beast that is in the sea, now, even though he has power, okay, and he has the dominion, he has the power, it has the dominion of the dragon. Now, this sea is talking about the inward operation, okay? The inward operation of the, of destruction, the nature of Blasphemy, nature of perdition, they are all the same thing. Nature of destruction, praise God. You know what is nature? This is the nature that is just beyond plain worldliness. We describe it through different ways. Praise God. This nature that is beyond just plain worldliness, are you seeing that? So, is that there is the inward, there's a way this nature, there's, there's a way it sits on the inside. Praise God. It sits on the inside. In terms of the operation of power, which he has. So he has the power. It's delegated to him. Amen. And the seat is also there. So you, you see that the, the seat, praise God, of course, is the seat, the carrying on of the seat or the dominion is dependent on the power. Do you agree? Yes. It's dependent on what? The power. Now, see, let's see something here. Okay. Um, and they worship the dragon which gave power to the beast, and they worship the beast, saying who is like unto the beast, verse 4, right? Who is able to make war with him. Do you see that? Yeah. And they were given unto him a mouth, speaking great things and blasphemies, and power given unto him to continue forty and two months and he opened his mouth in blasphemy against God to blaspheme his name and his tabernacle and them that dwell in it and was given unto him to make war with the saints and to overcome them and power given to him over all kindred and tongues and nations Praise. do you see that? Mm -hmm. now you see after they told him they gave him the, the, his seat and his power but after that the kid now started mentioning power Power, power, power. They didn't mention the seat. Are you seeing that? They didn't mention the seat before that. But when, because when it came to the operations, the making of war, amen. amen. It was given to him to make war with his saints and to overcome him. And power was given unto him over all kindred and tongues and nation. Praise God. Do you see that? So even though he has a seat and a power, amen, amen. you discover that what they are amplifying about him is 
his word, his own about his power. Now, we are talking about spiritual power. Say spiritual power. Spiritual power. Spiritual power is. Spiritual power is actually the way it is kept, custodied, used, manifested is in the power of preaching. Speech. Speech. Preaching. If you shut down preaching, you have locked and the, there's no other way spiritual power can manifest without speech, without the preaching, without word. This is a, is a remarkable something. It's, it's easy to, to not to just ignore it. But it's a, it's a fact. It's a thing that if you, <laughs> without, if, you can, if you stop the devil from preaching, there's nothing he can do. If you can stop God from preaching, there's nothing God can do. Are you seeing that? Yes, so, if now, why would they say something like this? Life and death are in the power of the tongue. Uh-huh. Right? Life and death. When you say life and death, that's everything. Oh. Yes, Am I correct? Yes, <laughs> Whether a thing lives or dies, it means that uh, you get, it's actually means you cannot have transactions of life and death. Right? And you know that you know, all the transactions that matter. Mm-hmm. Are the transactions of life and death when you are comparing God and the devil? Mm-hmm. What are the what is their what is the you know how do, how they interplay with the soul? Mm-hmm. Is life and death? Yes. Are you seeing? Yes. The thief cometh not but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. That's all death levels of death. Yes. He will steal so he can kill. What is he stealing? Is life? Yes. If stealing will result in killing, yes. means what he stole was life. Yes. Are you getting me? Yeah. So he's stealing, and then to, so he can kill, yeah. and he's, he kills. And after he's killed, there are still more things he can do. Yeah. Killing means that you've removed life. Mm-hmm. He's dead. Yes, Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes, but something that is dead, you can put life back. Yes, it'll come back to life. Yes, that is different. That's living and dead. But if something is dead, you have not finished with it. He has more powers than killing. After killing is to destroy. To destroy means that make it no longer capable of having life. That's the destruction of a thing. Are you seeing that? That's all. And say the thief he commits not means that you will never find him his coming about any other purpose than those things that he mentioned. That's Jesus was speaking with a high priestly wisdom and sight. He has extracted the nature of that person called the devil. That there's nothing else that he comes to do. Do you see that? He comes number to steal, to kill and destroy, but I have come that you may have life. No, I, I don't only give life. Now, if I stop at giving life, there's a problem because the thief commits steal. But, so I don't stop at giving life. I saw so, so something more I can do. I can make men have life more abundantly. That word more abundantly means that it has life. It has life in a way that it is more than abundance. 
That's the meaning of more abundantly. Now, define abundance. Abundant means it is sufficient. It's full. Abundant means it is full. But if something is more than abundant, what's the meaning of that? It's it is in excess. Are you getting what I'm saying? So that what that thing means that I'm able to give life in such a way that there is immunity against not death now, but against death, of course. But because anything that's immune against death completely is immune against destruction. Are you seeing that? Yes, sir. Wow. That's the, the way he gives life. So that's just, the, he's just trying to tell you, these are, we are two kind of, we are two operations here. Which one do you like? <laughs> Me, I like life more abundantly. Praise the Lord. Now, so in this place here, so he says life and death are in the power of the tongue, and that is actually true. That is a, an absolute fact, that if the tongue is not moving, anywhere you go to a place and see, ah, if you're able to open your, maybe close up these physical eyes and open the spiritual one, and you're able to now see, so you know when you open spiritual eyes, you don't see cloth and necklace and shoes and wristwatch and all that. You stop seeing all those things, eh? Praise God. <laughs> when you open the spiritual eye, you now see, you see the way God sees, God who is a spirit, who searches the reins and tries the heart, who look not on the outward. Why? Because of the kind of eyes that he has. You know, we are the ones who you think your clothes can cover. No, God can't cover. God is seeing everything. You know that tiny secret thought you just thought a little. Just, you know that thought you're hiding somewhere in the, back, in the backyard of your heart that you keep, you bring it out of you fellowship with it secretly. In the night. After all the brethren have gone home, you romance that thought and keep it back. Nobody knows you have that thing in your heart. He sees everything. He yes. said, so we are naked and bare before him whom we have to do. <laughs> That's God, you know what I mean? So, praise the Lord. Now, let's say you now are able to come into the ability and sight souls. Praise God. You are able to sight souls. You now see that souls, something is, is the transaction always ongoing with souls. And it's a life transaction. Sometimes someone can be living Someone can be dying. Life and death are on are is an interplay. Souls are in between a balance of life and death by two forces who are who are fighting for the destiny of the soul. Now, anytime you see a soul die, no matter how tiny it is, they just cite a death of a soul, something dying in a soul. There has been a, a, a movement of a tongue somewhere. No soul can die without a tongue yes, moving. Sir. Someone has spoken. You can't kill a soul without speaking to the soul. And you can't give a soul life without speaking to the soul. Because life and death are in the power. So anywhere you see power, when it comes to the power of darkness or power of God, it, you have traced the power down to things that are being said. So this chapter... They are describing the dominion of the beast, of the dragon, and all that. And when you now check it, it's really about speaking. So, you saw that, praise God, we're about to round up. The first beast, which is the inward operation, praise God, 
is able to has his mouth too, praise God, which can blaspheme, which can speak. Amen. Amen. But this it's poet it is it's fashion, sorry, is not fashioned to to speak f- fully to men. Is not fashion because if he if he speaks from where he is saying he's speaking from, not every soul will hear what he's saying. Not every soul can pick frequency. Like like for example, if let's say when the devil came to the world, praise God. Let's say he didn't. He was just hanging somewhere spiritually. Okay. Are you getting me? Yes, sir. And then he's all, all he's trying to do is let's find a way to drop thoughts or something, you know, to directly tamper with, with your immense. Um, what is what is tampered with that was actually a testimony. It's something that it has been written. It's a law that has been written on the inside. If by just pure inward conversation, listen, purely inward conversation. Is not enough to do the work. Mm-hmm. He had to come and he had to wear the body of a serpent. Mm-hmm. And he came and hung on the tree and spoke mm-hmm. to Eve. Mm-hmm. Are you getting me? Yes, that was the beginning of preaching. Mm-hmm. Of or preaching that causes death. Mm-hmm. The first death by preaching. Death always happens through preaching. Mm-hmm. It was the sermon, that Genesis chapter 3, it was just the, the first sermon of death. That you, when you read it, mm. you know this is how death sounds like when he's preaching. Mm. It was death preaching to Eve mm. to kill her. Mm. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, he had to wear a body mm. to preach. Mm. Do you see that? Yes, he had to find what is the closest body because there's nobody around. Mm. The only two men I see is Adam and Eve. Of course, like he can't wear <laughs> Eve or Adam. But no. yeah. So who is the closest to man who can talk? Now tell me, why did he choose the serpent? Why didn't he choose the goat or the parrot? Or the... Amen. Amen. Can you tell me why? It's because the serpent... Now, what serpent is today is not what serpent was back then. The serpent we know today is the cost thing. It's God that cost it. In your belly you will crawl and eat dust. That's, that was the cost. It's the cost animal. The form, the physical form of a serpent today is not how it looked like after creation. No. The way the, the serpent looked like, and I'm too convinced about that, you know now they say the, in terms of structure, physical structure, just physic, physique, the closest to man is the chimps, the chimps and all the, the those primates. Then when it comes to the the thinking capacity, there are some other mammals who think better. If you combine those things together, that was probably how the serpent looks like. Most likely it was a two-footed beast animal. Most likely it wasn't four-footed. I don't think it was four-footed. It could have been because if you have primates who are almost completely two-footed, some can stand and walk for a long time. The serpent is like the next level, just before man. So if you can picture, if you look at the evolutionary chart, between <laughs> that ape thing and man, they put man next, there was one after that that's missing. 
is how the serpent was before. And, and so he would, must have combined, the thing, based on scripture, there are things we know. We know that he must have combined the physical feature and also the capacity to speak. And that's one thing we don't find. You, you don't find any animal who can speak really like a man, whose brain is, is evolved enough to carry conversation. There was an animal like that before. It was the serpent. Yes. So he was the closest. So the devil had to enter into an animal that can preach. So you see that someone he needed to preach is not is not a thought. No, I I believe you. Sorry about time. I just I'm trying my best. I want to just pass what I'm saying across very quickly. Now I can tell you the when Eve heard the voice, the serpent speak. That was not, I don't believe that must have been the first time the conversation about that tree came. <laughs> to me, I feel that he must have been speaking, he must have even spoken to Adam. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But not with a preacher. Yes, sir. More maybe thoughts yes, as a spirit, which he is. To, ah, it's secretly in his heart. What about this tree and all that? But that was not enough to get them to eat it. You need a preacher. You need someone who can move his, his tongue physically to speak to a man. God made men like that. That's the reason why Jesus had to come and wear flesh. That's the why, reason why God sends prophets. Are you getting me? That's why God will just say, hey, let me, angels go and preach to this nation. No, you need men. That's why God raises men. That's why he raises, you say, how can they hear? Except, but they might preach. How can they preach except they are sent? <laughs> For faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Are you getting me? Don't, so that thing called preaching, when you're, when you're thinking of dominion, Rain. Yeah. There must be a preacher. Yeah. That is how you drive rain into the mm-hmm. heart of men. Mm-hmm. Praise God. Hallelujah. So you see, one of the you see different things that you, when Paul was writing to Timothy in the book of was it First Timothy? I think it was chapter four. It was writing about the time when one of the signs of of the times of destruction is that men will no longer endure sound doctrine. Yeah. They begin to heap for themselves teachers. Are you getting what I'm saying? When Jesus spoke about the times of the end, what would be the sign? He spoke about prophets will come. False prophets. Are you getting me? Who will, are you getting what I'm saying? Those are signs of end time. It's preaching. Without preaching, there can't be the exercise of power. Preaching is the vehicle of power. It's how you, yeah. you, you, because it's by preaching, you, because power is influence. You change the wheel. Yeah. You change, are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah. It's true preaching, you know? it's not by It's not by force and guns. <laughs> Where men with guns fail, preachers win. Yes. <laughs> Talkers. Men with guys who go and they go and shoot and scatter and everything. In fact, all the destruction has then have done. They've laid waste everywhere. 
praise God. So nothing has changed. <laughs> they asked, okay, okay, uh, can we now talk about it? <laughs> they have to, okay, they will now send guys. You know when guys want to fight, those are big guys. They will drive all the smart guys. Hey, go, all you know how to do is talk, live here. It's time to. But after they bomb and bomb and bomb and they are tired of bombing, everybody is dying. They, not, they will bring those guys back. <laughs> it's those guys that are the ones who always end war. How many wars ended with shooting? The only way you can end what we shoot is that you have to kill everybody. Yeah. And, and when you've done that, you've not won anything. Yeah. The guys who end war, tongue, when tongues start talking, tongue can make a guy carrying his gun to drop it. Yeah. He didn't fight, he's just talking. Through talk, what happened? Are you getting what I'm saying? You see what I'm saying? So that thing, death and life, are where? In the power of the tongue. So in this chapter 13 was exposing the power of the tongue. The reason why it's not enough for the beast to rise out of the sea. You need a beast to rise out of the earth. Do you agree? Yes, sir. Who has the one that came out of the sea has a mouth, but the one that came out of the earth has an earthly mouth. Amen. In other words, he can he is able to bring about the exercise of the power. That power that was more latent in the C dimension, the first one, is able to now begin to manifest it. Praise God. So you see those things, and that is this is my point. My point here is that um, this is the time of the preaching of death is increasing. Yeah. It's the time of, of the preaching of death is increasing. This is, that's the time we are on the earth now. That you see that the beast that has been latent in the sea is now beginning to find an earthly expression. Praise God. When it's fi- find an expression, it's talking about the... You see men who now have who are able to bodily preach the way of perdition, the way of blasphemy, and bodily represent that way upon the earth. Thoughts, preaching, ideologies. Say ideologies. So you see that the, the days of the end are the days of preachers. Mm-hmm. Preachers will own the end time. Is that is their time? How many of you believe what I'm saying? Praise God. I think I should stop here. I feel like we are tired. So we can continue next time. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. It's okay. Don't worry. It's all right. 
praise the Lord. You know, you know God is merciful, eh? It's okay if you are tired. God will not get angry and say that, okay, because you are tired, I'm, not, I'm taking the message back. I'm not, no. God is not like that, eh? So it's okay. Amen. We can continue next time. It's all right. No problem. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. But this is a time of, of preaching, eh? If, so if it's a time of preaching, it's also a time of hearing now. Because if preaching will increase, hearing will also increase. Praise God. So it's a time. The, the time of, of when you are, the church has gotten towards that season of the end. Towards the, you know, that they are approaching the veil. They want to break into the realm of the most holy. Amen. When he now told him to write to the churches, out of every writing, see, he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying. Is it because the time of, of the ministration. Praise God. So the time of preaching, praise God, is the time of hearing. The season of preaching is the season of power. It's the season of power. The season of power. 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 The season of power is the season of influence. This is a time when men will now begin to know what God is all about. They will begin to, the time of ignorance is gone because yes. see, preaching it removes ignorance. Yes. You begin to explain the, dom, the, the dominion. You are explaining the will of God. Yes. You are beginning to, the, what, what preaching will do is that it will make, it can bring down the, divine, the nature of Christ and the will of God. Yes. Praise God in Christ. Yes. And make it so relatable. Yes. And that in such a way that it can buy the influence of a heart. It's by that method souls enter the kingdom. That's how they come under the dominion. You switch the dominion in souls. There's no other way to deliver men from the world. Though. Try, we've tried all the, all the ways. It didn't work. All the ways of going to mountain, fasting, praying, and declaring 50 days, 70 days fast alone. It doesn't make a man stop being worldly. You're talking about the dominion. After fasting, he will still go and do what he wants to do. The only thing that now he will be praying about it before he does it. But he will still do what he wants to do. Are you getting what I'm saying? He must, the man's heart must be tampered with. Is that the, the will, the drive, the power behind the worldly will must be broken. And the way that does is the, 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 the word, the way the words are being framed to to praise God, to raise the testimony, to raise the will, the standard of the righteousness of God. What God expects, what heaven expects, has to be raised in so painted, praise God. The highest, the power of preaching, the manifestation of preaching is the building of image. That's the work of a preacher. That is what the second beast was needed for. To build an image. And teach men to build image. Praise God. So this is also time for the building of images. In the church. We've preached and we've tried, but we've not been able to erect the image. Men don't know Christ. Men don't see Christ. If you ask them, okay, what is this Christ really about? What is nature and all that? They can talk about many, 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 many things, but can't talk 
with detail, with specifics about the nature and the life of Christ because we're ignorant about it because of a lack of image. It's the deficit in the preaching office to preach the image for men to see. Praise God. Father, we thank you. Give you glory. Let's just spend some time to pray. Just pray. I'll give us time. Pray a little. Just keep praying. Visitations of power for our heart. It's power that brings about agreement. Covenant. The enactment of covenant is done by power. The power of God. That is the heavenly influence over our hearts to bring agreement with the will at every point. Let's pray the Lord to open us up more to operations of power, to dealings of power. An increase in the operations of power, the ability to convince our soul, make us abandon our will and abandon our way and yield to the will of the kingdom. And in all things, we will have preeminence in our hearts and in our lives. I'm <laughs> 
surrender his will by himself. Your power must prevail. Convince our heart, our debts concerning your will upon the earth. Lord, we pray for you wash us into a new fresh season of yieldedness, full 
yieldedness to you. So we can uh, begin to taste your dominion and your life. Father, we thank you today. We believe this word, Lord, as they, along with the, the ministration, the preaching of the word is a release of grace and power Amen. into our hearts. Amen. Thank you for we begin to have more covenant with you. Yeah. More points and places of agreement where our soul aligns with the will of heaven. Yeah. Thank you, our Father. As, as we are rotting this within us, you will bring about escape, yeah. translation out of the powers of darkness, yeah. even into the kingdom of the sun. Yeah. Thank you, our Lord. We give glory. We pray today, much has been said about the church. We pray for, Lord, your church upon the earth. Every local church, everywhere, in every city, in every place, every nation. We lift them up to you, Father. We ask, oh God, oh God. Said the church is a pillar and the ground of truth. Lord, we ask for clothing. As you clothed the woman with a song. We ask for celestial clothing. Oh God. We pray, Lord, let the supernatural strength of every church begin to increase. Now that its duty, which is to be a ground to receive you, to receive your son, to receive your kingdom, that churches everywhere, beginning from the city of Ottawa, will begin to be a place where the dominion of heaven, the dominion of God will prevail. And shall even be spread across the nations. Thank you, our Father. We give all glory. I see, Lord, you delivering souls from chains of of worldliness, change of ties to the world, lust and pride of life. We ask that let the, those chains be broken, Lord, by the power. Thank you, our Father. We give all the glory to your name. We bless you, Lord. Thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You dwells between the cherubim, shine for you dwells between the cherubim, shine for you dwells between the cherubim, shine for.